Are you healthy, fit and strong and do you know it? Are you healthy, fit and strong and can you prove it? Are you healthy, fit and strong? Do you love being healthy, fit and strong? What a great question. <laughs> and if you're not, do you want to be? And if you do get healthy, fit and strong, do you want to stay that way for the rest of your life? And I would imagine that the answer is yes. I've never had anybody say to me, I want to be unhealthy, I want to be unfit and I want to be weak. So how do we know that we are? And how do we know that we're getting fitter and stronger? And what's the, it seems really controversial, it seems confusing, it seems complicated. Because when you talk to exercise people, uh, you go to the gym, you go to a personal trainer, you go to social media, there's so much different information, have you noticed? Uh, and I don't like the fact that you can talk to 10 different exercise people and get 10 different pieces of information, because then how do you know what to do? So... The goal here at Romax, of course, is to always keep it really simple. And because I've been an exercise professional all of my life, I literally have done nothing else. And because uh, my goal has always been to get people the best results in the shortest period of time in the safest way possible, that's been my ongoing study of anatomy and physiology. So one of the things I don't study and one of the things I don't listen to are the experts, the social media gurus, the people who just talk about stuff. Uh, I'll rephrase that. I have to listen and people send me stuff all the time. But to actually take on board and to actually understand how the human body works requires more than just listening to other people's opinion. Would that be fair? So there's two things there. One is, does your exercise professional understand anatomy and physiology? I'm going to give you some tips on how to find out if they do. Uh, should you know more about your own anatomy and physiology than anybody else? And I think that's a really great question because even if you go to an expert for help, could it be a really good idea if you can ask smart questions? Uh, and there's two really smart questions, by the way, that uh, unfortunately will stump a lot of people that are giving out advice about food and exercise. Uh, why would I do that and how does it work? Two brilliant questions. Why would I do what you've just told me to do? And how does it actually work? And that's where uh, your own understanding of how your body works, your understanding of what you can put into your lifestyle, which is one of the questions a lot of exercise people don't ask. They just uh, blandly give you an exercise plan, eat this, do this, exercise this way, but they don't know anything about you. And I think that's a really good thing to avoid uh, step one. If somebody doesn't know everything about you, how can they possibly give you an exercise plan? How can they possibly tell you what to eat? It's just that that bamboozles me constantly that you can go to a website, type in, in your name and your, and your credit card number and somebody will give you a, a, an eating plan or an exercise plan or both. So there's a great place to start. Please don't do that because is it possible that if you do that, you might just get some random information that's just not going to fit into your lifestyle and if it doesn't fit into your lifestyle if it's not going to work for you is it possible that if you try it and you end up failing that you feel really bad and it's not even your fault uh, ideally you want to have the best information possible so here's some other great questions to ask and if your exercise person doesn't know the answer so if you're going to an exercise professional a medical professional a physiotherapist a coach uh, there's some really important things that uh, seem to be repeated, uh, I'll rephrase that, there's some stuff that gets repeated constantly about exercise, but it seems that people don't know the why. Why are we doing that? So they say we need to do this, but they don't know why. So what I'd like to do is make exercise programming as simple as possible so that you can do it for yourself 
or you can ask really smart questions of the person that's going to be giving you advice about exercise. So one of the things that always comes up is numbers. It seems that we are controlled by numbers, reps and sets and numbers of days to train and how long we should train for, and it's all numbers. Well, if you understand your anatomy and physiology, uh, numbers technically really can't come into the equation. Because if you say to me, Rowie, please give me an exercise program. And if I can give you an exercise program without talking to you and without asking lots of questions about you, then I don't understand anatomy and physiology. I can't write you a program unless I know everything about you. That's a really important place to start. And here's the reason why. Because your lifestyle, your sleeping habits, your eating habits, your drinking habits, your stress levels, your relationship uh, situation, what you do for a living, whether it's physical or sitting down or standing up or using your brain, they're all different. You are going to be different to everybody else. So it's not that your anatomy and physiology is different, but your lifestyle is different. And one of the things that I always share with Max Exercise Professionals here at the college is there's three things about being a top-level exercise professional. You have to know how to get people fit in the safest, most effective, quickest way possible. You have to know how to get people strong in the safest, most effective, uh, best way possible. Uh, Obviously, that's really important. If you were the fittest you could be and the strongest you could be, what would your life be like? But the third part is really, really important because the first two are easy. If you learn your anatomy and physiology, those two are easy. But the third part is I have to customize getting fit and getting strong to each individual person. And if the person that you're going to, the exercise instructor, uh, coach, social media expert, whatever, if they don't know all about you, is it possible that what they're giving you It's not going to be something that you could stick to. And even if you can stick to it, is it possible that it won't work the way it should because they don't know enough about you? So that's just a really good fundamental to stick with. So then from a programming point of view, how could somebody tell you how many exercises to do, how many of them to do, how many, even sillier, how many sets to do, how many days a week to do it, and uh, how long you should exercise for? Uh, How could somebody tell you that? There's two reasons why they can't. They don't know enough about you. But the second reason is, I if you say to me, Rowie, how many of this exercise should I do? I don't know. Because we, we want you to keep going till you can't do any more. And I don't know how many that is, and neither do you. And then even if you've trained before, and I say to you, what's the best you've ever lifted on this particular weight, for example? Or how many did you do on this particular weight? And you say to me, I did 11. Uh, there's a thing called relative intensity, which means regardless of what you've done in the past, it's how you are going to be able to train today, how you're going to be able to exercise today that's the most important. And is it possible that today, uh, maybe you didn't sleep very well, maybe you haven't eaten enough, maybe you haven't got enough hydration, maybe you are stressed from work, maybe you're having a fight with your partner, there's a whole heap of reasons why we, we may not be able to train at our absolute best, which is why the relative best is usually better 
So how, what is the best effort I can put in today, not what's my absolute best? And that, that changes all the time. So if you say to me, I can do 11, and that's what you've done in the past, what if it's the reverse? What if you, are, you had a fantastic sleep and you're really hydrated and you've got high levels of nutrition, vitamins, minerals, phytochemicals in your body? Uh, you've got a great headspace because you're really excited to train. You might be able to do 15 or you might be able to live twice as much weight as you did last time. So I can't, there's a guide for what you did before, but ultimately is what can you do today? So when you say to me, Rowie, how many, first of all, how many exercises should I do? Now that's a really interesting question because is a better question, do you want to have every single muscle, bone, ligament, tendon, joint in your entire body, do you want them all to be strong? And of course, it seems like a ridiculous answer because of course you're going to say yes. Why would, why would you want half of your body to be strong or half of your ligaments and tendons to be strong? So do I want to design a program that's going to make every single part of your body stronger? And I hope the answer is yes because that's obviously what exercise professionals should be doing, making your entire body strong. But then what about your endocrine system, your hormones? What about your central nervous system, how your brain fires up the rest of your body? What about your immune system, your digestive system, as well as your skeletal and muscular system, cardiovascular and respiratory system? Do you want all of those to be as fit and strong as possible? And the reason I ask that question is whether you are an elite athlete, whether you're a parent, uh, you work with your body or you work with your brain, whether you are 15 or 55 or 105, whether you're male or female, it doesn't matter. If you are fit and if you are strong, will every part of your life be better? Will you be able to do everything better? So that's why I always ask, isn't it my goal as an exercise professional to get you as fit as possible, to get you as strong as possible so that you can then go and do all the things that you want to do? So from a fitness point of view, and we'll start there from programming, there's three energy systems that we can exercise in to get fit. The phosphate system, the lactate system, and the aerobic system. The, the phosphate system is the 100% effort system, which of course, there, there's no big leap here. If you want to get 100% results, should you be working at 100% effort? So that's a great place to start. The lactate system uh, is the system that lasts from 10 seconds to two minutes. So the phosphate is 10 seconds. Lactate is uh, 10 seconds to two minutes. And it has a interesting uh, waste product. It's called lactic acid. You've probably heard of it before. You might have a, have a sport or be involved in activities where you have to build up a resistance to lactic acid. But lactic acid produces a burning sensation in your muscles and it produces a, a really interesting nauseous feeling if you're not used to it. Uh, if somebody hasn't exercised before, I definitely don't want to put them into the lactate system. In the, in the phosphate system, however, which is only 10 seconds, there are no waste products. I can go at 100% effort and I recover really quickly. The aerobic system, which is the third one, uh, it's an interesting system again because it's what we use to keep going forever, which means if I'm working in that system, I can keep going for a long time, but I certainly can't work at 100% effort in the aerobic system. So if I want to get a 50% or 60% or 70% result, that might be where to work. But I don't know about you. I don't want to exercise and get a 70% result. I want 100%. So 
If I want to get people really fit and I want them to get 100% result really fast, I would like them to work in the phosphate system. That just makes sense, yeah? Which is only 10 seconds, which takes away all of the excuses that people have for, I don't have time to exercise. Because my simple question, if I was designing your program, would be, how long have you got to exercise today? Is it five minutes? Is it seven? Is it 27? Is it 107? It doesn't matter. Because all we've got to do is get you puffed, get your breath back, get you puffed, get your breath back. Whether we do that seven times or 17 times or 77 times, it depends on how long you've got to exercise. So what I'm doing constantly then, based on the amount of time that you've got, is putting you into that 100% effort system, the phosphate system. You get puffed, you recover, you get puffed, you recover, and that's the best way to get fit. Isn't that exciting? So it doesn't matter how long you've got. If somebody says to you, you should be exercising for 20 minutes or you should be exercising for an hour or you should do a class of 45 minutes, is it possible that they don't understand your lifestyle? If you've only got seven minutes in the morning, we can give you a great workout in seven minutes. If you love to exercise and you've got 107 minutes, we can give you a great workout for 107. But that depends on you. The next question is, what do you love to do? Some people love to run and some people like to bike and some people like to box and some people like to jump and some people like to skip and there's a whole heap of things you can do to get puffed. Uh, if somebody tells you what you have to do to get puffed, is it possible they haven't asked you what you like to do? And if somebody tells you to run and you don't like it, why the hell would you run? How long are you going to stick to a program that you don't like to do? So the, the Huffy Puffy Get Fit system is really simple. How long have you got? What do you love to do? Let's get puffed, get your breath back, get puffed, get your breath back. And as you get fitter, you get your breath back quicker. So it's a really easy way to tell that you're getting fitter because my original question was, how do you know that you're healthy, fit and strong? Well, you know that you're getting fitter because you get puffed and the time it takes you to recover gets quicker. I think that's really exciting and so, so simple. So to get fit, you've got to get puffed. To get puffed is your choice. How do you want to do it? How long have you got? And let's go to 100% effort. Really easy. Strength training is not any more complicated than that. The only difference with strength training is it takes a bit longer to recover because when you lift something heavy, and that's all you've got to do, you've got to overload every muscle and bone, ligament, tendon and joint in your body and your endocrine system and your central nervous system because they're the firing mechanisms for results. If you're not firing your central nervous system at 100% effort, which happens automatically in the phosphate system, woohoo, 10 seconds. If you're not firing up your hormonal system, which happens automatically in that phosphate system. So endocrine system, hormones, central nervous system, brain, that fires up everything and they work at 100% effort in the phosphate system. Woohoo! 10 seconds. So what do I need to do to get stronger? I need to use every single part of my body, overload it to 100% effort, and then let it recover. So I've got to pick exercises that use the most muscles, the most joints at the same time. It's not about each individual muscle working or each individual joint getting worked or, the, or you know, I want to do back day or leg day or chest day. That's not what it's about. The firing mechanism for all of your muscles is your endocrine system and your central nervous system, yeah? So if they're not firing at 100% effort, you can't possibly get 100% result. Does that make sense? Here's how exciting it is. The phosphate system is 10 seconds. So if you pick an exercise, it exercise, and it might be exercises, but technically it doesn't have to be. If you pick an exercise that uses every muscle in your body, 
fires up your endocrine system and your central nervous system to 100% effort, and then you give it time to recover, you will get stronger. Now, there's a few things that have to recover. Your central nervous system has to recover, your endocrine system has to recover, replace, and your muscles have to recover. Now, the challenge with the recovery for muscles, when people say, how often should I exercise? So we've covered off how many exercises should I do? One, two, or three is, is, the, is the number that you need. That's all you need because all you have to do is work every single muscle in your body. And you can pick three, front of your body, back of your body, and, and, and the lower body. But if I pick up something off the ground and I do it as heavy as I possibly can and keep going until I can't do any more, I'm going to be using everything from my fingers to my cheek muscles to my abdominals and my lower back because otherwise I'd fall over. It's awesome. So imagine this. Imagine being able to get strong with as little as one exercise, maybe two or three if you're an extra mile person. You use every single muscle, bone, ligament, tendon, joint in your body and they all get stronger, including the firing mechanisms, and then you recover. So recovery requires this because when you lift something, you put micro tears in the muscle. Those micro tears have to repair, regenerate, recover, and then supercompensate. And I love that process. Uh, recover, regenerate, supercompensate. Because supercompensate just means you got stronger. And that's the silly question when people say, how often should I train three days a week, two days a week, one day a week? I don't know. You don't know, your muscles will tell you when they've recovered because you'll be stronger. That means you've super compensated. Isn't that, I just think that's so exciting when it comes to programming. Because when it comes to how many exercises, how many should I do, how often should I do them, it's all really simple. It's all up to you. So if I, if I ask you this question, if you wanted to use every single muscle, tendon, joint in your body, uh, so they can all be strong, I'm sure the answer is yes. Do you want to do it fast or slow? I hope the answer is fast because slow means that it just takes too long and you could maybe run out of time. I hope you pick safe rather than unsafe. And if you pick small exercises that put shearing forces across your joint instead of compression forces, compression forces and traction forces, you're more likely to get injured. But the beautiful thing is when you pick big exercises, they are the ones that use all the big muscles, all the little muscles, all the joints, all the everything. So the programming for strength training is really simple. Pick one, two, or three exercises. Do as many as you possibly can within the phosphate system, which is 10 seconds. So it's not number of reps, really. Uh, you might keep a record of how many did I do this time, but next time you don't want to do more repetitions. You don't want to do the exercise more times. We don't get stronger from doing it more often or more times. We get stronger from overload. That, and it, it, what's interesting is a lot of argument about strength training. But there's no argument that you don't get stronger if you don't overload. If you, keep, if you can lift 10 kilos and you keep lifting 10 kilos, your body has no reason to change. It can already lift 10 kilos. So the goal is if I can lift 10, next time I want to lift more. So it might be 12, it might be 11, it might be 13, it might be 15. But if you can lift more, it means you're getting stronger. Not more times, not more often, not more exercises, just more overload, which is a heavier weight. So that's how simple it is. Get puffed to get fit. Lift heavy to get strong. Puffing you recover quickly. Strength training, it takes time to recover, regenerate, and supercompensate. How do you know that you've supercompensated? You can lift heavier. 
And the process for that, of course, is not just the muscles have to supercompensate, but your central nervous system has to recover and your endocrine system has to recover. And those processes are really, again, really easy to, to know if, you've, if, you're, if they have recovered. If you feel tired, lethargic, can't be bothered, don't feel like it, don't want to go, then you're probably not recovered. Every time you go to lift something heavy so that you can get stronger, you want to be busting to go. So it's not, oh, I'm going to go into the gym or I've got to lift heavy. I've got to, nah, nah, nah. How about I can't wait to go and lift heavy because I want to be fit and I want to be strong. And the fitter I am and the stronger I am, the better my life is. The better I can play my sport, the better my brain works, the faster I burn calories, the better my immune system can fight off germs, bugs, viruses and diseases, the better I handle stress, the better parent I am, the better lover I am, the better person I am at my, at my job or my business. That all comes from being fit and strong. To get fit, you've got to get puffed. To get strong, you've got to overload all the muscles and bones in your body. So I'm going to put that into really simple terminology again. Get puffed to get fit. Lift heavy to get strong. How often? Get puffed as often as you want to feel good. How often do you do strength training? When you're stronger, lift again. If you're not stronger, what a silly waste of time. So take all of that to your exercise professional or take all of that to your own headspace and give it a process. Learn your anatomy and physiology is a really good idea, yeah? This human body that we live in, it's our body, it's our home. We don't get to live anywhere else. We don't get to sell it. We don't get to replace it. We can't trade it in. This is where we're going to be living for the rest of our life. And I love it because I've lived in my body for many, many decades. And I love sharing this because I'm an old, chronologically old lady who's really young, really fit and really strong. And I stay that way, this boat, this simple. I get puffed many, many times throughout the day for 10 seconds. Many times throughout the day, I get puffed for 10 seconds. It's only 10 seconds. Once a week, maybe twice a week if I didn't lift very heavy, usually once every 10 days, I go and lift as much as I possibly can with my whole body, which usually means a big rock or a big wheelbarrow full of rocks or a big wheelbarrow full of sand. I do have heavy dumbbells. I do have my own body weight for chins and dips and push-ups and squats. But ideally, this doesn't have to be complicated. I can stay fit and strong and energetic and powerful and passionate for all of my life in minutes a week, not hours a week, not half hours a week, but minutes a week because my strength training program literally takes and usually if I'm if I'm going to train with weights inside, it's a set of squats, a set of chins, a set of dips or a set of bench presses or a set of dumbbell rows. It's a really simple process. I do three exercises in the time that it takes for the washing machine to finish its cycle or the dryer to finish finish its last cycle. So I'm putting in about three to five minutes once a week, once every 10 days, and I'm getting puffed for 10 seconds several times throughout the day. Now, you're different to me and I get that. I'm just sharing this with you because so many people say to me, it can't be that easy. Well, I'm a fit, strong, healthy old lady who's fitter and stronger than I've ever been and my exercise program is the shortest, I think, that of anybody else that I know. 10 seconds, several times throughout the day, three to five minutes, once a week, once every 10 days, and you can be healthy, fit, and strong for long. Doesn't that just sound awesome? Healthy, fit, and strong for long. Thank you for coming to Romax. My name's Rowie. My goal every day is to bring you the most simple information on how to be healthy, fit, and strong for the rest of your life, how to inspire other people to be healthy, fit, and strong, and couldn't that be really complicated if you give them long, boring, monotonous programs that take forever? 
I would love you to have a career or business that you love. I would love you to be financially free and I'd love you to have great people in your life. And sometimes people say to me, Ro, why do you care? It's very selfish. I would like to live in a world where people are happy. And is it possible that we are more likely to be happy if we're healthy, fit and strong, if we have a career or business that we love, if we're not stressing about money because we are financially free and if we choose to have great people in our life? And that's what Romax is all about. So thank you for coming to Romax and may you too be healthy, fit and strong for long. Healthy, fit and strong for long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Healthy, fit and strong for long. Woohoo!